Hey everyone, welcome to Situation Potomy, a sitcom discussion podcast. I'm your host Layton, and I'm here in basically Seattle, California, the way it's raining. And I'm here oh. with my co-host uh, Damon in uh, DC. How you doing, Damon? What's going on, folks? And we've also got Alex. Alex, how how you doing in uh, Southern SoCal? SoCal. What am I saying? Man, it always rains in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. So wait, y'all got rain out there finally. It, what do you mean? Oh, I just, finally, okay. it's been raining nope. every, almost every other day for like the last three weeks. So I was looking at I was looking at I was looking at some map that was saying just because we've gotten a little bit of rain, like it will do almost nothing to put a dent in the amount of drought that your area has seen. That's a lie, actually. They it's, it's, it's done pretty wonders. Actually. Yeah, it's it's done quite the opposite. It's like, oh wow, we got. We got a really nice amount of water. Uh, if you haven't noticed, it has flooded in a man. It's flooded bad. We have some craziness going on here, man. Long Beach, the city of Long Beach was underwater. Oh, like no lie, like streets in Long Beach were flooded. They they shut down Long Beach uh, school district. Wow, like, because of the rain, it was that bad. Okay, yeah, well, good to know. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's get into it and talk some sitcoms. So what's the, the 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 first thing we want to talk about is the Good Place. The Good Place just wrapped up season one. It's the thirteen episodes of season one. Um, and I just want to come right off and say, wow, what a finale! Um, it uh, it takes you know throughout the entire. We talked about the Good Place earlier. You know, we were kind of digging it, but maybe we weren't as enthusiastic um, as you know, as some maybe some other shows, but I think uh, Alex, uh, you were the one that kind of uh, urged us to talk to 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 get back onto watching the show, and I have to say it's that's quite possibly one of the greatest recommendations that uh, I've ever I've ever had because the final two episodes of uh, the Good Place season one just simply amazing stuff. Um, uh, it has. Trying to tell y'all. Lost like twists. And in fact, I, I went online and looked up what Michael Shore and I found some articles that Michael Shore was talking about um, The Good Place. And he says that he specifically went to Lindelof, Damon Lindelof of Lost Fame, to talk to him and you know, about, you know, the way that to build a season. And it kind of really plays off, pays off here because episodes one through, you know, 11 are all about setting things up in a specific way, setting the rules of a world, and then episodes 12 and 13 kind of just blows up everything that you've seen, everything that you've understood, um, and in such a brilliant way, you wonder, how come I haven't actually seen that before? Um, and Alex... I don't know if you want. You know, I'll, I'll let you go first, and just like discuss it. I don't know if you you can spoil things if you want. I'll, I'll let you go first and spoil exactly what happens. But I mean, what did you? What was in your mind uh, when you saw that twist? Because I, I mean, I'm sure you did. You watch it live, Alex, or did, or did you? Um, or was it like on on delay? I had uh, no, I had I no idea. It, about it, man, it was. I, I caught it on on demand because you know, of course, it went on like a short break when the, over the holiday season. So like I mm-hmm. I didn't catch anything. I was like, oh man, I I need to get caught up with it. And I just happened to just like marathon through the like next, you know, three or so episodes. And really it was just like, okay, I get it. It's the same thing. I see what's going to happen. Like 
I totally had my eyes and for those that don't know and give them, you know, a quick background, but basically, you know, this woman played by Kristen Bell named Eleanor, what is it, Eleanor Strump? Shellstrump. Shellstrump. Yeah, Eleanor Shellstrump. She dies and she ends up in the good place, which is, you know, the great place, good place where you go when you die. And she realizes that she doesn't, you know, belong there because she was a terrible person when she was living. And so she basically makes this reveal. You end up finding a few other people have this reveal. And the person that runs the good place is, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And it all, you know, boils to the top with, you know, well, maybe she's going to have to go to the bad place. And they work it out where it seemingly seems that, like, her mission is to continue to, like, learn how to be a good person to finally, you know, truly belong in the good place. And, you know, it just, it felt like, all right, that's how the show's going to go. Like, it'll be a sitcom where every season she's learning how to be better and better, and this is what the show will be about, and these crazy, wacky things will happen. So, you know, I I didn't write this show off, but I was like, okay, I can stay in for this because I know what it is, and it's good. But once that ending got there, and to spoil it for people that may have not watched, and they revealed that, in fact, she was not in the good place, but actually quite the opposite, that she was in the bad place, that blew my mind because it was like everything that had happened with the show, like you guys know, like, you know how the whole show, her thing has been to drive to like, you know, hide the secret that she's in a good place and to do better. And then once the realization that it was like, no, no, this is hell. This is my bad place. Like my bad place is to be in a place that's so perfect and me having to sit here and have that slow burn that I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. as a punishment was amazing like that was such smart writing and i don't i don't know man i told you guys early on to stick with nbc i know you know post parks and rec you guys were not not feeling anything they put out uh a to z comes to mind um, <laughs> you keep bringing that up i don't know why that's not a good enough show to keep bringing it was up the worst. no no that's why <laughs> it was the high cost is the high concept the show high concept just, just fucking fell flat dude flat on its face it was like uh we because remember how much we talked about it and how it was a relationship from eighties, and it was just the worst thing we had ever seen and then from them to come back and introduce this show and along with another one i like superstore was great but this show right now just really it took off and i was like holy shit nbc if they're smart may have found the anchor to to build back their uh their network for comedy so um just one more thing I just want to bring up. Um, if you think about it, it has like a lot of lost things because every episode does have a flashback. I'm thinking about it right now. Pretty much every episode has a flashback of a, of a different character, um, especially the the Ted Danson one. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll spoil it and just say, you know, it turns out Ted Danson is not an architect for the good place, but is an architect for the bad place. Bad place. And and the re- revelation when when he uh, guys. Ted Danson just won the Emmy for Best Supporting Actor just based off his facial reaction when Eleanor says, this is the bad place. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. guys saw it. Yeah. Like, oh, man. He just he just won the Emmy just based on that. I, just, I don't think there's anything that will match that, that turn in all of 2016, 2017. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was simply put up just, just, just amazing. Uh, just um, – Damon, what what are you thinking here? Well, I was the person who gave the least amount of shits for this show in the beginning. <laughs> and was vocal <laughs> about it. Vocal as yeah. shit. It's yeah. tepid. It's tepid. 
Yeah, and it still was it was tepid till probably like episode five, and then that shit got pretty good. I was like, oh, this shit's cool, this shit's cool. But when the twist happens, it completely changes the way you experience the entire show, and that was fantastic. That that, that's actually Mm -hmm. like brilliant level TV making, the likes of which doesn't happen very often. And most people aren't going to stick around long enough with a tepid ass show, especially in the beginning, to get to that point. So shout out to them, man. They made a really good show. And, you know, I've, I've always said I like Kristen Bell. And everyone else on the show, obviously Ted Danson, everyone is, is excellent. The core cast, really, really good. And I'm interested to see how this plays out next season because the way they've done it, they can literally set everything up and have everyone play different roles. Every season can be a different thing. Every yeah. season. It's really, yeah, they, it's really effing great, man. Like, what if these people I find mean, a way out? They come well, back to I life mean, and then realize they got to go back. I think that's the funny... That's the thing that's going to be the most amazing part is how long, depending on if this show can, can stand... Um, they'll take before they do that reveal where they finally realize, oh shit, this keeps repeating itself. We've got to find a way to get out of it. Like that's going to be so good. And like you said, because what they did and not, I don't, I don't, you know, we haven't really mentioned it with anybody, but um, the fact that what they did at the end of the show is once it's been revealed, they are in the bad place and that Ted Danson is the architect of the bad place. And this was his revolutionary idea to put bad people in a place that looks good and to torture them, um, you know, they wiped everybody's memory and started all the way from the beginning. So the end, so the end of the show, the way this season ends off on that season is it's back to her sitting in this waiting room, telling her that everything is all right. And her having the same look on her face, like that first episode, which means yeah, and that she's at any place. point in time, yeah, and at any point in time, they can continue doing that for as long as they want to keep the show going. So they basically have an eternity. And yeah. that's the beauty of it. They have an yeah. eternity. And, it, and, and it is the perfect. reveal of why it's – I don't want to spoil every aspect of it because mm-hmm. at this point there's no reason for motherfuckers to watch this shit. But the reveal of why it's the bad place for everyone, fucking brilliant. Yeah. 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 Um, so I gotta say, hearty, hearty recommendation. I mean, like, uh, Michael Shore, three for three of his last shows. He's got, he did Parks and Rec, he did Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's got The Good Places. And, uh, I think I can't wait. I, I know he's gonna probably be on this show for another couple of years. But I'm interested to see what he's three, man. Hmm? I'm gonna give him, uh, you gave him three. I'm gonna give him four for four, because he was a big part of, uh, The Office. Oh, you know what? I didn't watch The Office, so I can't. I can't say. Wait, you didn't I, watch The Office? No, I I, I did not like The American Office. Uh, Once not, he okay. got into it, he made it the the wackiness that it was. He put his own little thing on it. Uh, I just meant as uh, as as creator of a show because he's he's listed. He's not. Oh. He was not the creator of The Office. Office. He no, was no, of Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and now The Good Place. Um. So yeah. So he's 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 on a he's on a roll there. Um, 
Oh, he's also married to Regis Philbin's daughter. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm that a, is I'm random as shit. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, can we can we say this? So and let's let's go ahead and take this poll right now. So based off of like the good place and you know everything that we've seen with it, how do we feel about NBC's decision making with that and Superstore? How do we feel about their comedy decision making right now? I I I think that um I, I think that. It, this was a questionable renewal, um, and I think it's questionable. It was doing okay ratings. It was doing okay, good, good, good. It was doing okay ratings, so it was kind of up in the air. But I think NBC still wanted to be in the Michael Shore business, uh, which is very important because you know he's got one show on NBC, had one show on NBC, and one show on Fox, and they probably want to have the um, the rights to the next Michael Shore Shore. Sure, show. So they uh, they renewed it, and uh, you know it's not all about uh, ratings. It's uh, sometimes about the um, the prestige of the of the show. And I think we had a lot of people talking about um, uh, Good Place. Um, I think this, you know, if this does uh, well, and I think this is something that could do well on Netflix, and then people want to come back and watch it on NBC Live. It's possible. So yeah, yeah. Right. I a. Hey. Y'all, I'm probably the toughest critic in here, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Damon hates NBC. No, yes. no, 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 no. That's, not, that's not necessarily true. That's not true at all. I don't like shitty ideas that get greenlit because you don't have any other ideas. Right? Like mixology? No, not even just mixology. Think about all of the, you know. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there because that's another really high concept. The really failed uh, NBC sitcom. The the fake uh, friends type shows, the the any number of really shitty shows that that came out only lasted for six episodes. Uh, wasn't Olivia Munn in one of those? Uh, like yes. Just, just a lot of really like, hey, we just gonna throw this shit up on the wall and see if it, see if it sticks. The fact that they found a show that is well written, well acted, obviously impeccably planned, and it shit worked. That's great. Like, I'm gonna support that. Now, Super Show. I'm sorry, uh, Superstore. That's a cool ass show. Again, I can't watch it every week, but that shit is cool. Is it you know must see TV? No, but it's a really great way for NBC to start back to regaining some sense of credibility with the audience. How about uh, you? You mentioned that. How about that show with that show with Mark Paul Gosselier, and they were all about some sort of black and white topics, topics of black and white people. Oh, that show! That I actually, it, well, all right. To to coin Damon, you know, Damon's favorite phrase, it was tepid, but it was enjoyable. <laughs> I wish I'd have seen more. It's not my favorite role. My favorite that shit sucks. <laughs> well, when it comes to these sitcoms, you you're you you quick to tell something's tepid. Well, there's a lot of non-funny shit. Yeah, there's well, it, it's it's true. That's how I felt about that show. I felt it was it was tepid, but I could watch it again. I could definitely watch it. Mark Paul Gosselaar. Whenever I see that dude, you know, Zach, he, Zach. Yeah, it's always Zach. And it's difficult for me to look past that. Well, that show pitch. I was like, oh, look at Zach playing baseball. Wait, hold on. Zach Moore Paul Gosselaar is on pitch? Yeah. Wait, you didn't know that? Yeah. With the lady the catcher. pitcher? Yeah. Yeah, he's the catcher for the team. He's a catcher. He's one oh, of the main man. characters. 
Oh no, I, man, that guy. I don't know if he. It's he, he's been a constant on television for yes, what, he has thirty yeah, yes, years he now. Yes. yes, he has. It's kind of crazy. Money still um, working, and apparently still sexy. That's that's what I had heard. Yeah, well, my, no, my, Tiffany Thiessen still is too. I don't know. She was she was on White Collar a couple of years ago, so. Uh, she, was uh, the wife. she had a she had a she 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 had a period where she won. She won like an asshole. I'm I'm still digging uh, Tiffany Ambethyson. Um, mm-hmm. all right, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So next up, um, so the other show that I um kind of want to talk about is uh, the new Netflix series, The Santa Santa Clarita Diet. Um. It is a, a horror comedy on Netflix starring Drew Barrymore and uh, Timothy Oliphant. Um, so basically, Drew Barrymore, uh, Drew Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant are um, their realtors. I hate the way they pronounce it on the show. By the way, uh, it's, it really bugs me. Oh, um, realtors? They say realtors. realtors. They say realtors. Oh, realtors. Realtors. They, uh, that's how they say it on the show. Yeah, it, it's, it's it drives it drives me nuts. Um, so they're they're a husband and wife team, um, and you know, in Santa Clarita, California. Now, Damon, I mean Alex, uh, what's uh, Santa Clarita like? I assume it's just a like a all cul-de-sacs, right? I would assume you know <laughs> better than I do. Uh, uh, I've only been to Santa Clarita once <laughs> in my life. Okay, so you 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 know that. From that description, you know uh, Alex is not welcome there, pretty much. And so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are cold-blooded. No, actually, no. Uh, I have no. I've just never been, dude. It's welcome, it's near Valencia, and you're not welcome. You're not welcome. I don't know if I'm not welcome uh, or not, but it's just near welcome. Valencia. Only <laughs> thing I know about Slender Korea is like, oh hey, uh, Magic Mountain is out that way. <laughs> All right, so they're they're a husband and wife, uh, real, real estate couple. Um, and one day, uh, Drew Barrymore uh, just starts vomiting, and she pretty much she vomits and vomits and vomits and vomits and vomits, and she's dead, but undead. And uh, she slowly starts to have um, she can't eat regular food anymore. She starts eating raw beef. Um, and then everyone's go to for showing that they now crave human flesh. I'm sorry. The um, I didn't, I didn't get... the the raw beef. Raw beef, yeah. Seems to be everyone's go to to show that like they now crave human flesh. Well, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. much like out back in the '80s, like vampire movies. It was all about like pig's blood. Yeah, like they couldn't have real human blood. Okay. <laughs> um, and so basically, what what happens is, um, I I uh, so somehow uh, Drew Barrymore ends up uh, realize realizing that she craves human flesh, and she does her first kill. And uh, Timothy Olfen, being the faithful husband, um, decides to help her cover it up. And after her first taste of human blood, she cannot go back to beef anymore. It just doesn't do the same thing. Doesn't do the same thing for her. She, they try to go to a morgue. Doesn't do it for them anymore. Doesn't do it for her anymore. She doesn't like uh, stale meat. She needs it uh, a little bit fresher. Um, so um, it's about um, – but in addition to that, 
what we come to realize is that after she's died, she's become more energetic, more um, outgoing. She becomes more friendly with other people and uh, kind of changes her entire personality to so with her new uh, meat-based diet. Um, in addition to that, we've got um, the, the two neighbors on the outside of, um, of our couple are um, a cop. Um, played, well, I'm sorry, a, sh- a sheriff played by Rich- Ricardo Chivera, who you may know as Carlos from Desperate Housewives. Um, <laughs> come on, you know, you know, you watched uh, Desperate Housewives. And then um, we've got Richard T. Jones, uh, 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 who plays a San- Santa Monica police department cop on the other side. So not only are they murderers, but now they've got two different. Uh, law enforcement people living on the other side of them, so they have to keep the their bloodlust in check and um, still feed her because you definitely don't want her to go hungry. And so I, I so I, 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 I kind of like the show. I, I don't, you know, this is from Victor Fresco, the guy who created Better Off Ted, and and director controls the universe. Um, two. Pretty great shows. I, I really enjoyed those shows a Andy lot. Andy Richter is the greatest. That was like one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, yeah. Andy Richter has has a cameo here. He plays the head of the real estate agency. Um, mm-hmm. He plays the head right. of the real estate agency. Um, you've also got uh, Nathan Fillion in a guest role as uh, a rival real estate agent. Um, you've got Patton Oswalt as a doctor of virology. Jeez. Um, wow, this is loaded. Yeah, I was going to say, the cast is, is stacked. Thomas Lennon, Lennon in this is the principal mm-hmm. of the school. Mary Elizabeth Ellis is the wife of um, Ricardo Chavera. Wow. Dude, Netflix just threw money at a cast. Seriously. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's, so there's, it's good. Um, you know, this is kind of like my first time seeing Drew Barrymore do sitcom, sitcom stuff comedy in a, in a long time, and I think she's okay in it. Um, Timothy Oliphant after... Isn't this like you know, 50 First Dates? Yeah, she's done a, a bunch of comedy. What's going on? I mean, like, it's been a while. I, I haven't watched a movie with Drew Barrymore in a in a long yeah, time. Yeah, and this I has, mean, like, slapsticky stuff in it, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of kind of crazy stuff, because she kind of has, like, a personality change since, you know... Um, after after she dies, um, I mean Timothy Olyphant's coming off Justified, which is not a comedy, you know. And yeah, I want to know how he's doing with comedy, man. He's good though. He's, he's a good actor. He's good. He's good. He's he's yeah. actually real good. He play he kind of plays the straight man, but kind of wacky. Um, the daughter's also really good. Um, the daughter's really good. Um, dude from Desperate Housewives is also kind of funny. Um, okay. There's a big twist with him um, in the fifth episode that you guys are going to be really interested in seeing. Um, yeah, and so like uh, it's 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 not incredibly laugh out funny like Better Off Ted was, but it is funny. Um, I, I at first I thought it, it is kind of gory at times because you do see people's fingers get bitten off. Because it's horror. Um, it, yeah, it is it's a horror. horror. Comedy. Yeah, um, I, I love how people are taking my genre and crafting it to their own likeness, and <laughs> like people are people are listening and you know they're, they're watching my genre in a way that they didn't think they ever would, and then when you tell them that that's horror, they're like, no, that's not horror, that's comedy. It's like, yeah, you know me, <laughs> I, I'm not a horror guy, but I, I'm I'm digging what's happening here. The one thing I will say is that 
even for a show that has a lot of money thrown at it, the special effects look terrible. It it, it really does. I, There's I, probably I, a reason for that, though. Yeah, is it re- is it supposed to be cheesy like that on purpose? Uh I mean, when when she bites that, the way she kills the first person is to bite two of his fingers off, and it and you see the blood spurting out, and it looks awful. I, it looks like it was in front of a green screen. Uh, uh, so I was I was, and there are a couple other times where the special effects look kind of odd. Um, like yeah. Uh, you'll you'll see it. You'll see it. Uh, when she when she does the initial vomit, um, that looks terrible. Also, but you know what? Other than that, comedy's great. Um, I I wholeheartedly recommend it. And you guys know me. I I, I take a long time to go through this go through shows. I'm already five episodes in. Uh, over the over the weekend. So and I'll be finishing up this week. Um, I'm, I'm eager to see what you guys uh, think of it. Um, it's again. Not as great as Better Off Ted, not as, not as strong a start, but it does build up to being um, funnier. And it's a, they're also kind of building a reason why she turns into an undead person. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm eager to see where it goes. So I uh, wholeheartedly recommend, guys. Uh, now, Damon, you saw something, right? I, I did. Believe- yeah. I did. I What'd worked through uh, the Netflix series Easy. Um, I didn't. I didn't go through all of them. the 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 ones hey, that hey, I Damien, did see. Did yeah. you say it was easy to watch? Yes. <laughs> I just had to do that. I'm sorry. Yes, it was actually. It was quite easy to watch. Um, you know the 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 thing about Easy is it's a, a really realistic look at sex and relationships, and it's really kind. Of, it, it's very cool, man. You know the there's um, a lesbian relationship with Jacqueline Taboni from who plays Trouble in Grimm and Gugu, uh, who a lot of people would know from Black Mirrors, uh, the kind of standout episode with uh, Mackenzie Davis. Um, she's great. And it, they're just really great looks at people's relationships uh a couple who is about to have a baby and looking at the way that you know the the couple is dealing with how the the husband is trying to start up a brewery with his brother and therefore like all these other things it's really really cool to see all these different things because as someone who's had a child and knows where this is going. Uh, that particular episode had Aya Cash in it from You're the Worst. Mm-hmm. She's the expectant mother. And to kind of watch her play a particular role in the husband n- not be as tuned into the birth, and, or not the birth, but the, the process of pregnancy. And I remember there were times where I did the exact same shit in hindsight, like, man, you selfish fucker. Like, your wife is literally carrying her child, and you can't just not have a drink tonight. So, you know, looking at stuff like that, it's a, it's a very real look, very realistic look. There's an, another episode where they take a look at a couple who's kind of sexless, or the, the relationship's kind of, you know, plateaued into a boring sex area, and they're trying to find ways to spice it up. There, there's just some really, really good stuff in there, and I would definitely say that anyone should watch it. It is 
it's it's just good, man. You're going to get a look at people in a way that some of it may hit a little bit closer to home than you want, but it's good. Uh, just really quickly, just want to bring up, uh, so Easy is a series that's uh, it's all written and directed by uh, Joe Swanberg. It's an anthology series, pretty much all set, every episode set in Chicago. There's eight, yep. eight, eight half-hour episodes. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's on Netflix, eight episodes that came out around September of last year. Um, but with no hype from Netflix, of course, because they it's not sexy like all the Netflix shows. And uh, But, you know, it's about relationships, and uh, it's uh, just real. Uh, according to Damon, it's r- really true. You know, it rings true. It's going to ring truer than it should someplace. Like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not going to do um, that, but it's now- good. <laughs> So it's uh it's uh it's the it's it's funny but it's cringeworthy funny and sometimes not even funny. Yeah, yeah. There there are definitely mm. times where it's not funny. It's like oh, that's. I want to. I, I don't want to be in this room right now. Kind of funny. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. It's not like it's, so. It's not like married though, right? Like you know, married had that kind of. No, like... no, 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 no. Mar- married was. Married took all the fun out of a relationship. If you watch married, you think it sucks being married. There, right. there, like the, the thing that married lacked was why am I married? Why are we together? If everything sucks this much, why would you be married? Why wouldn't you just get divorced? Right. Right. There is legitimate beauty in like fun and it. You see it. You see genuine care and love for people. And, and that's very cool, man. In a lot of different ways, uh, you know, there's a interracial lesbian relationship where you don't even talk about race, hmm. and that shit is refreshing as fuck, man. <laughs> like it, the fact that she's a lesbian never really brought it's not a big deal. The bigger issue is the fact that she's a vegan. That's the issue. When you get to that point, that's some good writing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, go ahead and check that out. Uh, All right, cool. And then, um, Alex, now you watch something that's kind of a comedy or just uncomfortable in general? Uh, Neither or, man. I I couldn't even call it a comedy, dude, because it wasn't really anything funny, man. It was – I watched Sneaky Pete on Netflix, and I think I kind of came into it thinking it would be somewhat comical. Um, and it wasn't, it's written, it's, you know, written by Graham, uh, Yost, who, as you just mentioned, he worked with, uh, Timothy Oliphant on Justified for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's got, uh, award-winning, uh, character actress, Margot Martindale, uh, for y'all, that's a little Bojack Horseman reference. Um, <laughs> also, but, if you fuck with the Americans. Yes. Now this show is is the Brian Cranston show. I I know that Brian Cranston's the one, yeah, one right. of the main creators creators behind this also. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the main um creators behind it. Um you know, he of course he gets a big producing credit. Um it's not really a comedy in any sense of the word, I guess. It's you know, it's it's just like your episodic kind of like drama. If you watch Justified, it's kinda like the same thing. You got this guy named Pete who I we it's not even comedy, but we got this guy named Pete who is a 
career uh, come in. He's in jail with another guy played by Ethan Embry, who consistently uh, talks about his youth uh, spent um, at his grandmother or his grandparents' farm out in the country in upstate New York. Uh, Pete gets out of prison. He owes a not a loan shark, but a card shark um, that owns a illegal gambling house in uh, New York City, a large sum of money. Um, he wants to kill Pete and is using his brother as hostage. And Pete basically assumes the identity of his cellmate and goes to the upstate farm um, to, quote unquote, reconnect with the family while also trying to find a way out of his predicament um, and to pay back the card shark to save the life of his brother as well as his own. And that, that's pretty much the show. I thought initially from initial thoughts, I thought watching the initial episode, I thought it would be, you know, oh, yeah, it'll be kind of comical. There'll be some funny scenes in there, um, maybe more of a dramedy, but not at all. It was something totally different. Thanks. It was. <laughs> I came in literally. I was like, oh yeah, you know Giovanni Ribisi, like he can do kind of funny, right? And I came in, and it was not what I thought it was. You know what? Let's let's. It's a good show, though. Let's end okay. it off on that. It's uh, it's on Amazon. Um, now, guys, none of us have seen um, Powerless, right? Are we are we interested in seeing Powerless? We are all interested. Ron Funches is in it, so I got to give it a spin. So, you know, the only thing I've right heard about it. Right before you said that, I was getting ready to be like, no, nah, I'm out. But you said Funches is in it, so I'm in. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I, I've read so many uh, things about the cha- the changes in the show. It just, it's not even the, it's not even the same show. It's kind of, it's, it's so crazy. Um, I've read so many articles on the concept changing. Um, but, you know, um, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, you know, it, so I'm definitely uh, interested in seeing it, and I think that's going to be. A, it is a very different show. Yeah, it it has be, it became better off Ted, which yeah, it looks like it. But what I'll tell you is they have full and complete buy-in from DC, much more so than I think you you originally consider. But is that a good thing? I don't necessarily know if it's a good or bad thing. It, it just is. Like it, it paints the world. This is not just kind of um, a comic book thing. This is a real comic book thing. Comics, superheroes, and villains play a very prominent role in this. Okay. So with that being said, like I mean, the, if you watch the opening scene, like the first ninety seconds or two minutes. Uh huh. Well, no, the only thing I'm like, it's, it's just, it's interesting to me because this is, at least as far as I can, you know, I can recall like an attempt at doing a, a, a superhero, like, you know, especially with a, one of these big comic book screens, comedies, like it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Like with the exception of, uh, you know, Patrick Walburton's The Tick, this is the first time that, you know, like somebody's actually done something like this. Like it just, I don't know how it's interesting to see that DC has a buy-in with this and how it's going to work. You have not seen the high comedy that is the Cape, right? Right. <laughs> wait, the Cape? Wait, 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 wait. Have wait, you ever heard was that the joint? That was that the was that the joint with Keith David that was like on for like two episodes and it was just done? 
I don't know if it was over two episodes, but I saw nine episodes. There were nine episodes made, and I saw nine. That was the one about the like the circus circus performer, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With I the rap- knives and stuff. It's so yeah, good. With knives. It's so just cheesy. All right. So oh, just talk, hey, hey just to let y'all know, the entire cast of uh, Powerless yeah. is currently on at midnight on Comedy Central. Oh wow! Funches, Pooty. And Alan Tudyk. So just let y'all. That's a big push to uh to get the show on. Let me quickly check and see what the ratings were. Three looks like it did. Oof, this is not great ratings. The first episode there, but uh, it's not gonna make it. Oh, it it's won't. It won't make it. make it at all because you know the the pro. And I think NBC's afraid of it. Um, it's the way it's being promoted. Like, I've seen it come across on the TV screen, and it's so fast, and I'm like, oh, what was that? Oh, that was that Powerless show. And I literally will say to myself, I forgot. I got to watch this for the podcast. Let me ask you this. I don't think. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that people still want wacky sitcoms? Because this kind of strikes me as a wacky sitcom. Do you still think people still want wacky? Okay. People people still want wacky sitcoms because – um, Broad City is wacky enough. Um, but Broad City only plays to like 1.9 million people. Doesn't and doesn't matter, but that no, 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 it does matter because that's it's on Comedy out Central. 1.9 people on Comedy Central will get you canceled on NBC. It'll get you canceled on NBC. It might get you canceled on NBC in this day and age, but that's the popularity of wacky. Of what, what's that? That's what Community was bringing in. Yeah, like at its height, was, Community was making no numbers, dog. Yeah, but Community yeah. was plugged, plagued by so many other problems. I think NBC had no choice but to say let it go. Community like, we is a cult a classic that. that has a real fucking following, and yet still not there. Right? Meanwhile, you're saying that people want wacky. I believe that people don't really want wacky. They want slice of life. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I, and that's why. All right, you know what? Let's put it like this: for the next four years, people are gonna want wacky. They need to escape. (laughs) Okay, all right, but but let's look at. But what's the? Would you consider the Big Bang wacky? Yes. Okay. I I don't know I I I. The thing is, you're always gonna have to put Big Bang Theory as an outlier because it's. It it just doesn't it I can't if you can't it, have no, it as an outlier it's twenty million viewers hey, man. Dude. you can't but it's nothing is, but nothing is nothing is replicated it it's not there's nothing it's not as it, it's Correct. there's not as though there's an entire block of shows that are pulling in twenty million you know viewers it's it's isolated it's an isolated case you can't okay two and a half men is that wacky. Wait, is what two and a half men? Yeah, you know, yeah. Two, yes. two and a half men is kind of wacky. Yeah, it's kind of wacky. It's kind of wacky. Here goes okay. Here goes the difference: wacky and slapstick. You can have slapstick in a wacky comedy, but okay. a slapstick comedy isn't is is going to be wacky. I'm, I, so you, you know, can be wacky on a standalone. I think that's the one thing that we're forgetting. Like there have been numerous wacky comedies. Well, I just said I'm just thinking in in this day and age, is has uh, the audience that matters? Well, uh, the mass audience are they going for 
you know, would the concept of, let's say, I don't even know if my, my name, uh, I, would the concept of, let's say, I don't even know, my name is Earl, would that, would that work today um, to go, mm. you know, like seven or eight seasons? No. I don't know. Well, no, I, I, I can't truly tell. My you name is Earl. Pretty wacky though. Crab it's man. very wacky. The list. And, it, and actually, it's out. a very high concept show. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know that jail season, oh, real, real crazy. Um, um no, no, you know what? No, Here's another point. What's that uh, show on ABC? Real O'Neills. Yes, I've never watched it. The Goldbergs <laughs> are pretty wacky. Goldbergs, but it, rely, but it relies a ton on nostalgia. You know, maybe you know. You know, my theory is just that when I see the the commercial for it, I I, I, I like to you know just be that person who's not invested in the DC universe, and I see that show, and I'm like, that show just seems weird, and uh, you know, this this seems real weird. Is anyone going to want to watch it? Um, you know, if yeah. I'm if I'm a DC fan, and I they say, hey, you know, Batman, 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 then um, maybe I'll, I'll I'll watch it. Um, but you know, if I'm if I'm coming in not being a comic fan, does it does it have what you need? I don't know. Batman's uh, opening credits. Are you serious? Yeah. Like Batfleck or like just Batman? Like the. <laughs> is it Batfleck or is it just like no, no, a fake no, ass like, Batman? Like old school comic book Batman. Like when I tell you they have complete buy-in, like the opening credits, like the the credits. Uh, Wait, graphics. are you talking Adam West like Batman? No, think okay. um, like DC Comics. Like that—that's the type of credit. Like the the opening credit graphics mm-hmm. are roughly old school uh, print comics. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. So there's so a Green Lantern, there's Batman, there's Superman, and then the cast uh, illustrated as their themselves as the characters in these little comic book scenes. Okay, so basically what they did, what they did is what DC always does is go a little too over, you know, over and above and be like, hey, hey, look at us, look at us, we're a comic book based show. I don't even like. I I feel like that's it just what that's sets... doing. That's like. Super going like ah, it's a comic based show. It's a comic based show. I I guess I just feel like you know if you think about Marvel, the way that Marvel works, there is not a single moment of any Marvel show where you don't recognize that it is Marvel. Like the remember the first season of Agents of Shield, like the first half of the first season of Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember when they that. when they didn't give you a whole lot of comic book Marvel shit, and then they were like, okay, we need to rectify this fast. There needs to be a lot more comic book shit in here, and then they yes. all went real comic booky. Yes, DC is like, uh, you know, especially looking at the success that they've had with uh, Supergirl. You know the Arrowverse with Flash and what's the what's the uh, the, the last one? Legends of Tomorrow. Legends, Legends of, Tomorrow. of Tomorrow, which is you know tepid, milk a toast to say the least. But they're figuring out. Okay, you know, l- let's not let this be a show that is just a kind of comedy that happens in a DC universe. This should be a DC universe show. You see what I mean? Like, you see the difference? Yes, I mm-hmm. do. 
that's what I feel like just from looking at it. Like, the Wayne thing is everywhere. Like you will not you will not miss any Wayne anything. <laughs> so here goes my problem. Here goes my problem with that and what's gonna be their problem with that. Their movies have not been as accepted as the Marvel movies. Because their movies have been shit. Yeah, exactly. And so what they're trying to do with this is and their, their problem, unlike how you just mentioned the Arrowverse and you have the Flash and you have Legends of Tomorrow and you have Supergirl, you have these shows that have separated themselves from that and go like, no, 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 we live in this TV universe. They have taken this show on NBC and gone like, nope, we're going to tie it to this shitty film universe and we're going to make sure that you know that because we don't want you to forget. Like, if anything, their damage control should have been to make this show and be like, yep, it's in-universe, but we're going to do everything we can to fix our problems with that universe and make it translatable so people can watch this on TV and go like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I can hop into movies that I'm hoping are going to be better off. Like, because people have – and I – and I'm going to say this is why the show is definitely going to fail because it probably could be a really great show and a really great concept for what it's doing. And I'm not I'm not even a, a DC fan that that big. Like I like some DC stuff, but it's usually all you know, bang bang Marvel game. <laughs> they you know they don't let you have that second to like get away from that. And because they're they're in universe films, their first two have been well three let's go ahead and say excuse me three though one is nominated for oscar for god knows why um their first three films have not been good so it's kind of hard to like you know you, you want to get that taste out of your mouth you know you want to get that her wonder woman is not good also yeah i heard the same thing which i'm so disappointed in miss patty jenkins i i can't believe that i, I just can't i can't Dude, i i have only I heard can. that wonder woman has turned into an utter Mess. Disaster. Yeah. But uh, people are going to watch it. It's going to make dough because it's Wonder Woman. It's going to look pretty. But apparently the movie's terrible. Disc- are, 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 you hearing, it's a, is it, are you hearing it's a story problems, acting yes. problem? Story problem is disjointed. Like, shit don't really make a whole lot of sense. Well, I mean, like, people's yeah, yeah. You know, but um, this is like, honestly, these, like, these yeah. Regular problems. That's what they get into. So... I can see that for sure too, because that's that's a problem with DC. Uh, I'll say this, you know, I'll, I'm gonna kind of go off on a little side tangent here. Uh, I, I love it. I, this is uh, the late I've been waiting for. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, I always yeah, can we get long and long and late movie late in here. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, you know, the thing that <laughs> <Nope>. um, always, <laughs> um, you know, there're gonna be a lot of people who say, hey, you know, the movie made a lot of money, so it can't have been all that bad. And that's I say, whatever, whenever people say that to me, I always say, think about. Because the movie is bad, people have bad memories in their mind when they think about the movie. Now, maybe they're not going to want to watch the TV series. Maybe they're not going to want to buy the Wonder Woman doll. Don't think about just how much money you made in the film. You know, maybe, you know, uh, your son or daughter is not going to want to, um, you know, wear that, uh, you know, Wonder Woman outfit or, you know, for Halloween. That you got to think about all the different things making a bad movie, especially one that's going to cost a lot of money like this one. Is it's it's not just the film, you know. You can't make you know video games. You can't make merchandising money. You know, if if your movie, if people don't have good feelings coming out of your movie, you know, people will pay to see your movie, but it's all about all the other 
income. You know, five years from now, people are still going to be thinking about Wonder Woman. You know, so I, that's, that's whenever people say that stuff, you like. Right now, the only thing that's a hit from the Suicide Squad movie is the um, you know Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn and mm. some of the Joker. You know, like because the movie's so good, no one's really saying you know, man, I'm gonna go as Deadshot for Halloween. You know, yeah. um, no, no one. Oh, I can't, I can't even. No one's, no one even dressed up as um, sexy uh, evil lady. You know, um, because she was Enchantress. So... Enchantress, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm say no like to that. That's, that's, yeah, you know, she, well, she also looked crazy. Yeah, and, like they didn't do her justice. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Continue. You know, no, all, it, didn't, it didn't pull that along. Yeah. And so, like you know, so now you know you've lost so much money. Where you have Will Smith, the greatest, one of the biggest, you know, movie stars of all time, the most he's, charming he's, motherfucker. On yeah, television. twenty million dollar man over here. In yeah, costume. he's literally the most charming dude on and, any screen. And you're telling me that there is no black guy who wants to go as Deadshot for Halloween. I mean, like hundreds of millions of people saw him. I, I for for Halloween, I went as um, Finn from Star Wars, and if I was big enough, I'd have gone as Luke Cage. But I would definitely not think in, you know, Deadshot because like I was just not about it. Because you gotta give me that positive vibe, you know. I spend my. You gotta money- be pretty sexy. You, you you have to be sexy. You have to be <laughs> charming. You have to be a li- even a little dangerous. And, and I don't if, know if you can pull off the dangerous part, like. No, I, I'm also very <laughs> short, so I can't pull off the, the Luke Cage. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, but I, I am I am working on the muscles part, so uh, we'll see. Uh, but, Back so, in the gym, Cuff. Back in the gym, yeah. looking like 50 on the treadmill. Uh, so, but but like you know, like you know, like now this so this Halloween is going to be a big test. Are there going to be a whole bunch of bunch of girls this Halloween who go as Wonder, Wonder Woman? Hell it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a big test. It's a big test. Nope. Because look, well, here goes the thing. Just like you mentioned, okay, just like you mentioned Suicide, I, just like you mentioned Suicide Squad, right? Mm-hmm. And how nobody wanted to be anybody else and the only thing they had was Harley Quinn, is they specifically marketed that character that way. Because they knew that they were going That's to do monster. And, yeah. yeah. And same thing's going to happen with Wonder Woman because you make it look hot, you make it look cool, you make it look tough, and it's going to sell. Everything else about that will not sell. Ain't nobody going to want to walk around looking like Chris Pine's character. I don't even know who the villain of the movie is. Nobody's going to walk around looking like anybody else but Wonder Woman. It will do its thing. Little girls will want to dress like Wonder Woman. The movie will not be, you know, praised critically. It probably, it won't flop, but it won't be good. It'll get its numbers, which in this day and age, that's all that matters. Nobody cares if the movie's good or not when it comes to these comic action movies. They can all be hot shit, but everybody will pay their money to see just in case it is not hot shit. Um, it'll sell. It'll That's sell. That's the difference between DC and Marvel. Yeah. I'm saying that it sh- they should care if people actually like the movie. I, I think you know you you always want people to have positive feelings whenever they encounter I, your product. Look, I even agree if they're just spending the money. Even no, if they're spending positive. Money. Look, positive feelings engender spending money. Yeah. Right. Because yes. if you, all the merchandise, the the Batman vs Superman, they had Batman vs Superman everything. After the movie came out, nobody wanted to buy any of that shit. No, all of that shit sat on shelves. Nobody it's still wanted there. any of it. It's still there. Nobody wants any of it. You know who sells? Who's selling more shit? The Batman movie. The Lego Batman movie is selling yep. more shit than they did with their yep. movie. Yeah. Lego Batman's killing. Yeah. yeah. Lego Batman's killing. Which 
rightfully so because it's an infinitely better film. But Lord and Miller, man, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But you know that's the problem is that they're not re- making those regenerative dollars. Like Superman came out, that's a really nobody good was really that big into Superman and like running around. I did not. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, Man of Steel. I didn't see kids running around. I'm the Man of Steel. I'm the Man of Steel. You still had kids showing up. I'm Iron Man. I'm Captain America. Like, I mean, the, you well, Marvel has done the, a much better job of making all this shit relatable. Okay, the, Disney has done a much better job. Let's be honest. Whatever. No, I mean, you can't. Disney, Disney's machine massage. So, let, let's let's be very realistic about this. Disney's money enabled Marvel to do what they know how to do best with their characters. They backed people who knew how to take the characters and make them most relatable. They found the best actor to be Tony Stark. Tony Stark is, you know, he's not that likable. Not at all. The character is not likable. You know, but they found a motherfucker who is so good at acting and so relatable. They've almost... Like he's almost single-handedly changed the way people view Iron Man. All right, mm-hmm. take that, put all that shit together, and now you have a marketing machine like Disney. Cool. They've taken Captain America, who is one of the blandest, most boring characters ever to come out on print. They made this motherfucker cool. Yes. And somehow they made the Hulk boring. <laughs> Right? Yeah. They have found a way to take, you know, Natasha Ronoff and basically make her a lovesick puppy. Like, which is, you know, I, there's a whole other thing I have with that. That's so off character as shit, but. Yeah, you know, and, um, it, which is weird. It's weird. It's weird. But, but, but their marketing machine knew what to do and their people knew what to do. Like, oh, if you want to sell. You you made it relatable. That's right. You, you know, made Doctor it Strange. Nobody knew what the fuck Doctor Strange was. Nobody gave a shit about Doctor Strange. Look, let's go. Well, let's, no, I, I I think at least. I, do you think more people knew him or Ant Man? Doctor Strange. Well, mm-hmm. so here's the thing. So the original Ant Man had a lot to do with the comics. Yeah. What a lot of people don't realize about the Avengers, like the original Ant Man is in a lot of stuff. The you know he plays a huge role in the first Civil War. Um, Matter of fact, Ant Man is a chart. He was like one of the founding members of the Avengers. Avengers, like he, yeah. He Ant Man's Ant Man's the one that created Ultron. Exactly. Yes, I, that I did know. That that I did know. So, they switched that for the movie. Yes. Yeah. So like Ant Man has a good to, enough following, and yeah. from a comic, so when you comic start to move backwards, yeah, man, you start to be like, oh, okay, dude, you know, you know a little bit about him, but the Sorcerer Supreme. Not a lot of people knew a lot about Doctor. Nobody Strange. didn't know Doctor Strange. Nobody knew who he was. Um, maybe those those people that were like alive in the seventies, you know, younger people that were are older people. Yeah, they may have known Doctor Strange, but Ant Man way more popular and way has way more of a following. Uh, I, think, I think so. Yeah, I absolutely think so. Doctor Strange is a niche kind of like comic character. But with that said, your whole point is. They took Doctor Strange and bam, dollars, dollars, dollars. Yeah. They took set him up. But more than, but the, but their biggest win by far is Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. By far. Dude, to take a group of characters that nobody and I'm talking nobody unless you were a pure comic comic head, yep. knew about or even knew existed, 
and turn that into one of the biggest things ever where these motherfuckers must have a fucking dump site somewhere for the loads of baby group money they're about to make. Yep. Baby DC will never uh, DC will never have that. Yep. Never. <laughs> um yeah, you know, but I will say, you know, the the one thing I always thought that DC had over Marvel was that they had really great animated movies and that was because it was kind of led by different people yep. but like i don't know if you've ever seen the dc animated movies but they yeah. are they're, all, no, they're, they're excellent they're, they're awesome um they're not the as DC good as they... tv series young justice is coming back which i'm really excited young about. Justice awesome. is fantastic unfortunately here goes the thing here goes the thing about all that uh the last couple of like dc animate because i still watch them because i the enjoy DC, the hell uh, out of those uh, dc animated movies yeah the dc animated movies the yep, problem is haven't been great they have not been good in the last uh, couple years, in the last ooh, three years or so, three, four years almost. Um, and that's because the guy that was running all of that, he passed away. Ah, okay. Uh, and bruh, bruh, I'm going to say bruh because he was a black man. Is that uh, McDuffie? You're talking about yeah, McDuffie? McDuffie? Yeah, McDuffie okay. was running all that. McDuffie ran all the DC animated to make them really good, really great. Um, but when McDuffie passed away, it just fell apart. Because if you notice, like, all of the works that were involved with McDuffie, they all seem to be somewhat connected and somewhat alike, that they were really good. And then once McDuffie passed away, it kind of like, they just shit the bed. And now they're, they're not that great anymore. You know, they didn't, you know, the voice acting is not that, that great. They went for, you know, famous people, more and more famous, bigger stars. Ain't that That's good? True. D- DC, yeah. they, they, they shit the bed on that one. They should have. Well, the, you know what they really shit the bed on? The killing joke. Oh, I don't you, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard n- it, not, not many good things about that. I watched it on demand the other night, and I was just like, hmm, seriously? They managed to Batman take... and Batgirl have a fucking sex scene. Yeah, and so the, they, they, they turned Batgirl into... A lovesick puppy. Yeah, a lovesick puppy who is scorned, and that blows me away. And then... On top of that, they don't actually give you what happens to make the entire movie be called The Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they that... took one of the best like written properties. Batman it. and Joker share a laugh. That's how the movie ends. <laughs> that's not how the comic ends nope that scene does happen right where Batman does laugh at his joke but that's not how it ends right like Alan Moore has come out and said there's a reason it's called the killing joke and you know they've since you know retconned it so that it's no longer canon but as a standalone story they've taken some of it it's you know it's still the, the origin story for Oracle but Everything else from the Killing Joker never happened because Batman actually kills Joker. Yep. But they don't do that in the movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. At the end, they laugh heartily, and you just hear thunder and rain come down. That's it. <laughs> so you've taken. Which is arguably the single, one of the probably top three Batman stories of all time. And 
you've taken all the teeth out of it, and then you bastardize the actual definition. L's on L's on L's. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, guys, I think that with on that uh, depressing note, discussing uh, DC. Yeah, we really, we really did. I'm DC sorry, and I'm NBC. Shit out of y'all. My bad. Well, you know, it it's it, it's a it's a it reminds us of our, of our many talks about NBC, and it kind of ties in with uh, NBC is uh, our talk about DC, and uh, just in general. Um, speaking of DC. Just watch uh, Young Justice. Young Justice is coming back later this year. I'm real excited for that. And um, that's so, a strong show. Uh, you know, first season not great, not 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 excellent. Second season, time I don't skip. know, man. I really like Kid Flash and some of his storylines. I'm, I'm all about time skip, man. Time skip is all. I, you know what? I did. I I liked. I liked elements of the second season, but I felt like the first season had a more cohesive story. Um, coming together with everything. Like, I know it led into the second season, but I don't know, man. It's It was kind of weird with the time jump, and then all of a sudden, oh, Robin is it. now... Yeah. You like the time jump, huh? I love it. Loved it. It, loved it was disjointing, dude, watching, like... Because the first yeah, season, like, I, Robin was it, so little, and then all of a yeah. sudden, oh, shit, he a grown-ass man now, and he's not... He winning. is a grown-ass Grown-ass. Like, he is literally older than the rest of the team who yeah. were his age... And it's just like, okay, wait, Artemis looks the same. Kid Flash looks the same. Yeah. Superboy, I get it, because he was a grown-ass man in the first place. Right. Miss uh, um, Martian, Miss Martian, she, she, she grew up. She, she, she grew up. No, but Ms., once again, Miss Martian just changes how she looks. So it was like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, you dead-ass got, you know, this dude standing here, and he is a grown-ass man. Yeah, I'm about to watch that shit tonight, son. Dude, watch uh, it because Aqualad still looks yep. the same, but he's a grown ass man. Well, now. No, he was he was grown as a kid, man. Come on, he he was always the most mature uh, one in that show. I'm not talking about. Oh, he was always the mature one, but he was a grown ass man in the second season. He is now Nightwing, and there is a new Robin running the team. Tim Drake yeah. is now running the team. I'm just like, which is ridiculous. What part of the <laughs> game was this? Right. <laughs> Whose man is this? Whose man is this? Fucking Speedy. I'm like, oh shit, Speedy, they just let you out the vault. Like, you still look the same. <laughs> By the way, that burned me because there's so many unanswered questions about, um, you know, uh, the, the, what, what Artemis and her background. It really bummed me that I should have canceled. Uh, by the way, on the side note, creative that show, Greg Weissman, he also did The Spectacular Spider Man, which was a show right before that. That show was the even it's almost up there with Batman the animated series. I loved it. Loved whoa. it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the bullshit. Whoa. I think uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get out of here soon, but hold on, bro. Yeah. Have you never seen that. Spectacular Spider Man? Oh, I've man. seen a couple episodes oh, of it's... I think the animation turned me off in the beginning. No, I that love was my it. problem was the animation got me. I, like, the, 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 the battle scenes in there, just unbelievable the storyline. It to me, it's the best Spider Man made. Point blank, um, and because it's it's by the guy who you know Greg Weiss was the guy who did Gargoyles the animated series, he did Spectacular Spider Man, and then he did Young Justice. Um, so, okay. like you know, high quality shows. Gargoyles was great up to the point that it got taken away from him, and it went into that real the Goliath Chronicles nonsense. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, but like, no, the Disney Afternoon shit. I, I yeah. did not watch it. That was the one I skipped. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You yeah, I skipped Gargoyles. Oh, I was dude. definitely, I was Gargoyles, definitely a, a the early tailspin. 
Tailspin right, and everything is kind of that's kiddie, but Gargoyles was pretty adult. Gargoyles was adult as shit. It was. I I I wasn't feeling it in the beginning. I I, I think I came back to it later. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got but, Keith David as the as the main guy. You got Sally Richardson as the main girl. What do you? What do no, you? I get it now. But as a kid, I wasn't for all that. Alright. What's up with these gummy bears bouncing here and everywhere? <laughs> Alright, yeah, you got me here. I suppose, I suppose. He's, you were about to Gizmo Duck. Alright, yeah, Darkwing Duck. I'm talking about Darkwing Duck, man. Darkwing that Duck. Darkwing Duck was, was really popping, huh? <laughs> nah, I, I definitely. I mean, I went back and, like, downloaded Gargoyle. How about it's, that? It's, it's actually pretty ridiculous how good it was. Um, it no, definitely holds up. Um,. All right, but about so, this Spider-Man being as good as Batman animated series? Oh, it's it's amazing. I love it. I watch it uh, yearly. Now. I watch Batman it yearly. animated series is the goat. All right, maybe it's not that. It's, it's not animated. on that level, but it's 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 still it's still really great. I mean, it's a fun, you know, it's a fun, uh, you know, it's it's what you want from Spider-Man. It's, it's the it's the Peter Parker I want. It's the it's the animation I want. I think. The battle between, and I still, I think, I always think about it. The battle between Venom and Spider-Man inside the school, I think, in the first season, oh, it's so well animated. And if it was in a movie, it would like cost like three hundred billion dollars. But like, uh, it's so, it's so awesome. I love it. Love, 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 love spectacular. I, 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 and I will. No, no one else seems to have seen this show other than my, me and my brother. <laughs> um, but like, I will keep. Talking about it until every every year. As anytime people say, anytime people start talking comic books, I will bring up Spectacular Spider-Man and also awesome theme song, awesome theme song. So it's um, hilarious to me that you're like, no one seen this except me and my brother. I know. Right? We <laughs> literally are talking about the show. He's like, nobody else has seen this. That shit just strikes me hilarious. For those of you out there, if you have seen it, please write us. Yeah, yeah. Let us know at Lake Gordon, L A T E G O R. The Owen. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So, um, uh, so let's wrap the show up here and just say, um, follow the show on Twitter. It's Situation Pod of Me. Um, you know, uh, iTunes review will be great. You know, um, we need those. We need those. Uh, check out the website. You can tweet me directly. Uh, I'm late to Gordon, L-A-T-E-G-O-R-G-O-N. Um, check out my other podcast, The Long and Late Movie Show. That's on um, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all that good stuff. Um, Google Play uh, podcast. Um, now, uh, Damon, I hear you have a podcast. Um, and uh, what else have you guys talked about on – tell me about your podcast and what's been happening lately. Uh, I have a podcast called Get Out the Room. It is a – horror and pop culture podcast and let's see we had our conversation with Shirasoko which was very cool our wrap up of 2017 TV episode that'll probably come out tomorrow um, and then there's a you know we're, we're looking at some new things that are coming up split as well as um, the new what I think is a dumpster fire uh, rings. So we're going to talk about that probably this week. Split, fantastic. Um, but rings is pretty much 100% everyone says it's a dumpster fire. So, Man. you know. Uh, 
How does the, I mean like I've not seen the original ring in Ring Two. Uh, I mean like wait, those, whoa, whoa. you didn't see the ring? Stuff? You didn't see the ring? I don't watch horror movies, dude. Okay, so l- let me tell you, the ring is one of the only American remakes of a Japanese horror film that was better than the original. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I confuse the ring and the grudge, so like, I, I don't know if they're the same. Yeah, yeah, they're all part of, they're all like juans. Like, that's what they call, like, Japanese ghost stories, a juan, right? But the ring was a, a little different take on it. The original was called Ringu. Uh, the that Japanese I do know. Version. Right. Mm-hmm. The ring was better than was better than Ringu. Ring 2 was terrible. It was a cash grab. It was shit. Um, but apparently so was this. Mm. But the original ring was really, really good. I know uh, in I'd, I know in Japan they just did a Ring versus Grudge movie, right? Is they yes. did, they did. Which is I am. Uh, it's very much from what I've heard. It is very much a Freddy versus Jason. Wow. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't. I don't know if it's a good thing. I mean, it depends on what you're here for. Okay. <laughs> I mean, did the grudge girl watch the rain tape and then she only got seven? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. The yeah, horse head. You start hearing that, <laughs> and then the girl Mariah start coming out of the TV and get wet. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, no. I got to say, on that note of the ring, one of my favorite things that's ring related is um, <clears throat> little brother on uh, their mixtape, one of their mixtapes, man. They had a song, and at the end, they talked about sitting down, watching The Ring, and Fonte made that shit so hilarious. I just loved how he mentioned sitting down and watching The Ring and, like, the whole plot of the movie, dude. I, sorry, I just love that. It always makes me think of that whenever I mention that movie. Movie's hot shit. I, sure I, knew was hot. I, uh, I love the fact that that's what you decided to pull out. Oh, Shout my- out to you. My bad, man. Hey, man, this is... <laughs> it was I'm, I'm, not jo- I'm not joning, I'm saying. I think that shit is fantastic. Yeah. Chillin' Circuit? Shit. Was it Chillin' Circuit? Yeah, it was the Chillin' Circuit. Yeah, it was the original. Yeah. The OG Chillin' Circuit, not the Chillin' no, Circuit. No, 1.5? No, no. Yeah. No, not the, not the 1.5, the original Chillin' chillin Circuit mixtape. Okay. Like, I remember buying that. Matter of fact, I think I bought that off of them. That was the uh, the, the drama? That was the drama one? Or, am I, or was that something else? No. Chillin' Circuit did not have DJ Drama on it. They did one with DJ Drama, though. Am I? Am I, am I, am I okay. They did one with Drama, but the Chillin' Circuit didn't. The Chillin' Circuit was, like, them and, like, a bunch of people they had, like, done some songs with, like, you I know, have that on my, I have that, definitely have it on my iPod. Yeah. I haven't, you know, I, I gotta go listen to the listening one more time, because that was, that I was mind-blowing to, every, to me at the time. Every six months, man, every six months I listened to that. When those boys came out here to L.A., dude, I was everywhere they was at for signings. <laughs> signings uh, I, in sport I was supporting like a motherfucker can I just say like the first time I heard uh, the listening my friend I was, at, I was over at my friend's apartment and like it started playing and I was like dude what is this I, I, I have not had that reaction too many times in my life and hearing the listening for the first time I was like whoa what what, what am I hearing right now I mean like you know Nice Wonder with the beats I was like what is going on right now he's like you gotta tell me who this is and then like Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so was, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I put yeah, I have like a whole bunch of albums here. So yeah, it's separate but equal. That's the Gangster Grills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Gangster Grills separate. Oh man, don't even get me started on them, dude. You're gonna make me want ten years back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, so 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 Alex. Uh, by the way, where can people reach you online? 
Man, they can catch me online actually tweeting about this whole conversation as I reminisce about the uh, 10 years I'm on back when I was rolling around in my Lexus. No. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, man, uh, at Jiggy's My Day Job. That's where I'm at all day, every day. Uh, that's about it. I ain't got nothing coming up, dude. I work a regular nine to five. My dreams have been shattered. <laughs> no, nah, seriously, I don't, I really don't have anything coming up, man. That's, that's where you're going to find me. Find me on the tweets. uh how how are you and the denzelets getting along by the way uh it's not me and the denzelets man it's w kamal bell man he 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 hit me hard on uh the last uh episode that he was on uh since Mm -hmm. he's so infrequent now since he blown up but now he hit me with a with a dirty joke dude he basically was like you know all the denzelets out there you know we got people that create memes for us and you know run our website and then he mentioned me on twitter and was like does nothing and it was just burn burn around denzel's world so what is uh he wait hold on hold on hold on (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so he came for you do what you're telling me all right he came for me but i'll put it like this it wasn't like he came for me out the blue because i came at him for a long time on twitter i was like i was getting them you know the denzel's were getting behind me dude i was getting them burned bad so he had to get me back because I clowned him so much on Twitter, and finally he, you know, he got me on a bigger format. Twitter's only as good, you know, as your popularity, and that man has listeners and a national syndicated TV show. So, just imagine millions or thousands. Let's say thousands. Let's put thousands, maybe hundreds, hundreds of people out there in the world know my Twitter handle as the dude that just got burned. By <laughs> Picking a fight, but talking shit. <laughs> yo, I was talking shit. Too short and was like, look guys. at him, man. He crossed over from team dark skin to team light skin, and he fucking just he bodied me on the podcast. So, lesson learned, ladies and gentlemen, don't come out. Don't, don't don't go up. Don't, don't go at professional comedians. That's, that's, yeah, that's don't go at professional. Man. Look, I just do it for fun, dude. Just do it for dollars. Don't go at him. He got, he got me back, and then he gave me, a, like, at the end of the episode, he was like, you know, just kidding. I was like, dude, no, ain't no just kidding. You, you just hurt. Yeah. Man, I got me downloading Little Brother, and I got, I'm downloading it to my iPod right now, man. Like, I, 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 now I'm streaming it. All right. All right. Um, and, uh, okay, guys. So, for Alex and for Good David, sir. for Roy Lee. Uh, producer extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, I'm Leighton. Uh, good night, everyone. Make me hot, P. Hold me down, P. Make me hot, P. Hold me down, P. I was in the club. That's when I That's saw, when I saw you. you. He was my nigga, P. He was a tall dude. <laughs> Won't you get your to number, the number, so I could call you? <laughs> Come down to Missy Ann. Oh, I love that. I love that. Please don't fall, dude. Oh, make Man. me happy. Hold me down, please. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, album was so good. Just make me high. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so we definitely keeping that. They ain't in. got no hook. Just make that. No <laughs> oh man, this is your conscience. This is your. You're All right, fucking guys. Tonight. You should oh, just say something. I gotta nice. go wash that the dishes. Was so good, and man. wrap it up. And uh, you gonna go watch Young Justice? <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'd rather watch dishes. No, I would watch. Uh, I, I have Spectacular Spider-Man all the episodes downloaded. Uh, but no, I'm actually just gonna go watch Powerless right now, um, just all to right. get it in. And uh, while I'm watching some dishes or something, uh, I'll yeah. talk to you guys next week. All, all right, right. sometime next week. Peace. All right, peace. All right, later.